<laughs> Welcome to our, our new podcast. Gennaro, we have left the Rolling Food Court behind. We are moving yep. to bigger, better things. We are now the good food fellas. Rolling for 2023. You're right. We had a blast for on Rolling's Food Court, right? So we did, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of shows. So now we're going to like sprout a new thing, which is called, like you said, the good food fellas. And I uh, hope everybody likes it. And uh, we're going to continue on. Yeah. And, uh, It'll be me, you, and of course our producer Paul, which he's a he's a little bit under the weather, aka Mr. Partier. <laughs> but always on top, brother. We can't do it without Paul. <laughs> I know, he, he is a machine. Um well we figure our first show, we're gonna get one of our favorites and kick off big. We asked uh we asked him, he said yes. Michael Solonoff is gonna be our first guest of the good food fellas. Rolling, you know, everybody knows him in Philly, obviously, and now he's taking over Brooklyn. He opened up uh, Laser Wolf and also KFAR, which we can't wait to visit. I mean, he's been on the show and he described, this, you know, the food, but wait till we visit there and we're going to. Oh, you froze up. You're so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I was too Italian, as you say. Uh, I was talking about Chef Michael, right? He's so well known yeah. in Philly and now he's taking over Brooklyn, New York. So. Incredible that he's actually opened up uh, Laser Wolf and KFAR, which we've heard so much about. We can't wait to visit. Yeah, I can't wait. And also, I got this soft shirt, Laser Wolf. Oh, that is so dope. What color is it, Gray? A uh, purple. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. It, 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 pick up, make sure you pick up a t-shirt. It's badass. It's a wolf. And, said, Laser yeah. wolf. and also, uh, we're going to talk about, see what he's been up to with uh, his his restaurant in Philly. Uh I mean, it's a tough, his restaurants are tough to get into, though. I know, Roland, and, you know, obviously, the, exactly, the industry is a mess right now because of the coming out of the pandemic, but it looks like he hasn't slowed down. Him and, remember, we met Stephen Cook when he did the cookbook uh, interview with us uh, last time, but it's just uh, the concepts just keep on rolling out the way Michael does it. He's so beloved, and also, he's giving back to the industry. We're going to learn about that, too. That and also we mentioned a shout out to his federal donuts who are delicious. Can't forget about that. Hey man, that's a cheap shout out right there. So I don't blame you. <laughs> oh, speaking of federal donuts, Gennaro, uh, the hoodie. Oh my god, you are hooked up, man. <laughs> I'm here. To You're a super I, fan, I think. <laughs> I, I, I am a super fan of Michael's, and also uh, when I, when I get back to New York, we have to go back to uh, Brendan Salt because you owe me a pizza. I don't want to say that, but you do. <laughs> well, Brennan's Salt, right now, actually, if people go to Brennan's Salt now, the thing to get is the panettone because Rick at Brennan's Salt is doing, his name is Rick Bishop. Well, not, not just Rick Bishop, uh, Rick Stevens. He's doing a, a panettone that's handmade. That's unbelievable. I'll say that when you go get your own pizza, because you're not on night chair, we shared <laughs> one for the first time, and uh, he doesn't know how to count slices. Just want to say that. The truth be told, Roland, though, it's six slices per box. So we did have six slices each. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> That's why that maybe our shirts are a little, you know, tight fitting today. <laughs> That's true. But uh, coming up next is uh, Michael Sabanoff. Gennaro, we're. Um, we're embarking a new uh, podcast, you and I, a new new title, a new change. Yes. Michael, you're going to like this as a chef's chef. 
the new show's called instead of Rollins Food Court, it's going to be the Good Food Fellas. So I think we got a Good Food Fella on today with Michael Salmonov. Uh, chef. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. I feel like a Good Food Fella. So I, <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of day I'm having so far. So thank you very much. <laughs> Perfect. I mean. Uh, your your restaurant already is one of the highest restaurants already in Brooklyn. The two, Laser Wolf and Kfar. Um, but going back though, how is um Zahav doing in Philly since we're kind of getting out of the pandemic right now? Oh, I appreciate you asking. Yeah, Zahav is great. You know, we made some changes um, sort of during the pandemic that were a response to it, um, such as uh, uh, we did like um, service charge now in a lot of our restaurants um, and which helped sort of raise like the minimum wage with our company in general, which is cool. Um, and then we closed on Sundays and Mondays, which we never have done, you know, in our, uh, I mean, Zahab is in its 15th year. So for 13 years, we were open seven nights a week and we're still at five nights a week. And I think that's been really positive. So it's, you know, it's doing well. I mean, I will say maintaining like, keeping a restaurant in its 15th year as exciting as it, you know, is, is like not a, not an easy thing to do, but, but we have an amazing team, probably the best team that we've had. And, and uh, yeah, it's been great. Michael, is that the secret though, having a good team? Because you have what, this is the eighth restaurant that you opened. Uh, how do you keep it going? How do you keep the energy going and the food quality and, you know, the vibe? Yeah, well, that, that's, it's a hundred percent the team. There's, there's no, there's no other, there's nothing even close. There's no close second. It's a hundred percent the team. And it's like, as you were sort of alluding to, it's like food quality, it's vibe, it's this, and it's really magic, right? It's like this, this, this interaction between the guest and the team that makes magic and it makes memories. And um, you use food and you use service and aesthetic or whatever, cool wine lists or something to, to, create this uh sum of all these like parts and um i think it's really just finding the right people and sort of putting everything in place correctly and and it's, it's pretty dope yeah and now it works yeah nice. mm-hmm. now you have a new uh, uh restaurant laser wolf in williamsburg in the huxton hotel and yeah people, now for christmas they're wishing to get a reservation which is like the highest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, some of them stand and go i can't even do that <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's really really flattering and to be out of towners you know and to be sort of philly philly people and our partners in this project are the boca group um who are incredible operators and incredible partners and incredible humans and they um the reason that we have this opportunity uh is because of them and uh you know and i and i feel like that so the fact that it's like a team from chicago and a team from philly um getting sort of notoriety and in in brooklyn has been been really exciting michael what made brooklyn a chosen uh borough for you guys well it was honestly it was their relationship to the hoxton and chicago and la so that is what um, allowed us to do this here in Brooklyn and not, um, but it's cool. I mean, you know, obviously I've been coming to New York for decades and, and Brooklyn is, I would say that I'm like probably in Brooklyn, just equal, equal amounts to, uh, to being in, in New York. So 
Williamsburg is an incredible place. And um, I think the energy here is really exciting and it actually fits sort of our personalities, I would say pretty well. And uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really cool. We have people coming from all over the place. You know, we used to, it, we still do pride ourselves in, in Philly. We've got, you know, m- like New York area codes and DC area codes and sometimes LA area codes on the weekends in Philly. And it's really flattering to have people from those major markets come to Philadelphia to, you know, explore our great city and our restaurants and so on and so forth. But to have people come from like the Upper West Side <laughs> to Brooklyn <laughs> to have dinner is is also very, very cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Also to mention though, it's up on that roof deck, which is beautiful, that oversees New York too, as well as the East River. Yeah, we have the best view, man, and the best sunsets. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're it's incredible. Michael, one thing that really struck me is that there is no guest tops at this restaurant. Everything is done basically with uh, charcoal grill cooking. How does that uh, yeah. keep the fire going all day in a sense? Well, so everything at Laser is charcoal, and that was a major pain for us to like to, <laughs> to get the venting and everything correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can't have like you can't cook Israeli barbecue without charcoal. It doesn't work. Gas grill doesn't work. So yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it's, it's, you know, to just have this sort of bed of charcoal and to be cooking all of the proteins and all the large format vegetables and so on and so forth is really amazing. I mean, to get one big restaurant going is a miracle. We have two restaurants there. And also you have KFAR and one of my favorite bagels you have there. I can't wait to try it. Jerusalem bagel. I love yeah. Israel to Williamsburg. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I appreciate it. I mean, it's sort of like everything. It's like uh, the, the Jerusalem bagel itself on its own is a classic Palestinian dish called Ka'ak al-Quds, a reference to Jerusalem. And, um, you know, this very, like actually one of the first restaurants I ever worked at, the, the, the restaurant that was the catalyst for me working as a chef we used to take those bagels and, and cut them in half and then stuff them with cheese and olives and stuff like that and press them on these panini presses, which is like a very sort of Israeli cafe mm-hmm. thing. You know, it makes it like portable or dippable or whatever. And and so, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was in a cafe in a town called Kfar Saba, which is what Kfar is named after. And so to be able to bring it full circle you know, and to be able, again, to these concepts came from Philly and we're bringing them to New York and it's just from a sort of career perspective or, you know, box to check or feather to stick in your cap is really freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Michael, this is cool to be, have you on Zoom, but the last time you were on the show, we had you and your partner, Stephen Cook, at Cook and Solo and you guys came on with uh, Israeli Soul. Um, how, how does it feel kind of like to go like from there to here now and how Steven doing most importantly? Oh, that's a great question. I'll tell Steve that you said, hi, he's doing great. Um, you know, I would say that we have at least twice as many employees as we did last time we spoke. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and, uh, we've got, you know, I guess nine concepts now and, but, but 23 locations. Right. So, 
yeah, Steve's really, really busy and, um, you know, just shooting out great ideas and working on different processes and really, you know, he's an amazing, as you know, he's an amazing mm-hmm. partner and friend and all that and really is working a ton. He also has four children, so he's pretty, wow, pretty busy, pretty busy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everything is going great. I don't know what the next sort of chapter is for us. And, you know, you sort of, what is it? Man plans, God laughs. Like you have all these ideas of what things are going to be. And then um, life sort of tells you how, how it's actually going to be. And and I, I like that. I, I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's cool to, to be able to plan and to be able to make arrangements for sort of the near future, but to really, just be surprised and generally wowed um, and grateful for like the sometimes positive and sometimes negative things that happen that are kind of out of your control. Mm. Yeah. Um, for KFAR and also for um, Laser Wolf, can people get reservations or do you take walk-ins? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, um, or for, we like, take- I mean, I'm 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 hungry right now though. My yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, I already made pita. Oh, when are you? I brought that's true, Paul. I already made pita French toast. I didn't tear my eye. Yeah, it's really really amazing. I would say the food is great mm-hmm. in both places. The experience is very different. We take reservations in both places. Um, uh, far as newer, and it's three meal periods. So I would say you've probably a better shot of getting exactly the time that you want or around um, with Kfar uh, laser is only dinner and uh, it's, it's, I would say more limited for that reason, but try your luck. And we have a really cool, like the lobby bar is like incredible and comfortable and you have people, you know, it's Brooklyn. So people are like doing work all day long, writing freaking screenplays, doing this, doing that. And then also eating and drinking and, it sort of turns up at night, but also is really chill. And we're really close to um, like South Williamsburg. So, well, not really close, We're in, but we have like a lot of like Orthodox Jews going on dates, you know, like in the lobby bar also, like there's a lot happening and it's kind of jumbled and fun and, and cool. So you can do any of those things. Nice. Michael, me, speaking of eating, I know that I love following you online because you eat at other people's places. You do collaborations with other chefs, and you get yeah. to learn about new places. I think that's a real food influencer because everybody throws that name around. How important is that for you to kind of like spotlight others? Uh, I would say it's not like a conscious thought, but what I don't like doing is taking pictures of myself and posting them all day long. I like I really, I'm surrounded, and this is like my sort of hypothesis for life is that you surround yourself by very cool, interesting, loyal, hardworking, funny people. And like generally in my experience, like good things happen. So I would say I try to, you know, I don't, again, I don't have like a social media strategy or anything like that, but I just sort of highlight the people that are in my life. And I, and I feel like it's cool. I think it's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, also I want to give a shout out to your federal donuts. They're called pillows from heaven. Ah, thank you <laughs> thank you the hot hot fresh hot fresh cinnamon is uh oh. love it love it i mean i didn't want to blame you for this i thought my dryer was broken for many years but i realized i had a dozen federal donuts but those were <laughs> thank you bro 
Thank you. Roland, that's actually a great segue. Michael, you guys take your pastries and your desserts very seriously. A lot of places try to do it that way. How important is that pastry and dessert? Because it's like the last thing you have in a restaurant when you leave. Yeah, so I think that, like, to me, and maybe this is just a, a product of me getting sort of older, but what I want is, like, nostalgia. Pastries are of the utmost importance, but I, I think that they they have to be, like, congruent with the rest of the meal. And so instead of trying to, like, and our flavors and our dining experience is, like, vast and, like, sort of, over the top it's like very punchy in terms of uh specific flavors um and so i don't want dessert to be challenging you know um laser wolf for example our dessert is soft serve ice cream and everybody just gets it you know so at the end of this meal that has like 16 different salads grilled meat over charcoal or fucking spiced cauliflower whatever you get like you get like punchy but yet like very restrained soft serve ice cream at the end mm -hmm. the reason being is that that's basically what everybody wants afterwards and like i don't need to try to i don't want to challenge anybody after that i want them to like close their eyes and think about like their childhood or be comforted with uh you know with this sort of experience mm -hmm. and zahav to a certain extent too we only everybody gets the same dessert you know so we change the dessert once a month Right now we're doing um, a pistachio cake with quince and uh, and this uh, like citrus curd and there's like sorbet and you know a couple different things. But we want it to be like I want it to tap into that like visceral thing that we have with food, and I don't need to like be dazzled with twenty five different garnishes. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, Zahab, you're going for your also your hummus and your bread. I can sit next to your bread oven and just eat it all day long. It's so good. <laughs> like a conveyor yeah. belt. That's my, that's my job. That's my job. I eat that loaf of bread like Tic Tacs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, how about Israeli food compared to Jewish food now that you're in Brooklyn? Uh, do they ever like cross link each other? So, you know, Israeli food has certainly got Jewish um, aspects to it. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, Israel is. Um, not just Jewish influence, uh, but there's like obviously a hundred different, you know, Jewish sort of diasporic cuisines that have made their way back to Israel. But um, yeah, so I mean, Jewish food is is certainly um, part of the parameters of Israeli cooking, but not limited to. I mean, indigenous Palestinian cooking, for example, is uh, I would say up there with being sort of the most important of two. Uh, but I think like it's funny because people when you you know. 15 years ago when we opened Zahav, when you'd say Israeli food, they were like, it's either like only Middle Eastern or it's like Jewish, like European Jewish. Like nobody really could decipher that. But the reality is there are Jews that came from Hungary and from Poland and Jews that, and they don't get a lot of like press when it comes to cooking in Israel, even though it's, it's, it's relevant, especially in the pastry world. Um, and then you have Jews from North Africa and you have Jews from Yemen and uh, uh, Ethiopia. I mean, and, and, and Georgia, not, not the one in the U.S., but Georgia and the, um, uh, in the, what do you call it? Like former Soviet Union, right? So yeah. there, um, but that, but Georgia was kind of at the end of the spice or the Silk Road. So it's like 
almost Mongolian in a way, in a lot of different ways. Like some of their pastries look like dim sum, like their savory pastries. It's fascinating stuff. And then you've got the um, uh, uh, Palestinian cooking from the Levant, like Northern Israel, like Galilee, and then Gaza, which is North Africa. And, and so you've got all this different stuff. Um, so there's definitely plenty of crossover, but it's funny, like the pastries, um, um, European style pastries were primarily all Ashkenazi Jews. And what, what I think is so cool is that like the Rogelach that get a lot of press are actually one of the better examples of convergence of Eastern and Western cooking, right? Because you've got these yeasted pastries that are stuffed with chocolate or poppy seeds or almonds or whatever, and they're baked and then they're finished with syrup, right? Which keeps it sort of hydrated, moist and, all that stuff. And that's a very, that's like very Arabic. Um, and so yeah, that exists with that one single rogalach and, and it's, and it's awesome. And, yeah, there's a new bakery in New York, Liebherr bakery. They're bringing that flavors. Yeah. To hear. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. I haven't been there yet, but I see the pictures. It looks ridiculous. Oh, um, I sat there and had like eight pastries. And like, oh, who's joining <laughs> you? I went, no he one. Yeah. He didn't share with us. He didn't share at all. With me. Yeah. Like that. Like, that's a sign that. of a good, it's a sign of a good pastry. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Michael, uh, I'm sorry, Mike. Thanks, Roland. Michael, I loved your online show that you had because you are a teacher in this kind of like realm of Israeli food and beyond. Uh, do you plan on doing anything else like that, that the series that you had on food? Yeah, we had a really, really good time and the response was awesome. And it was like, we were all trying to keep sane because it was in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and so, I mean, just personally, it really helped me a lot because I, you know, I, I like to connect with people. And, and uh, so, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, I would like to do something like that again if there's an opportunity. Sure. With the holidays coming up, what do you like to make for your family? Well, I mean, we usually just go like potato pancake crazy. Um, so we'll do a lot of that. And then, you know, I don't know. It's getting like a little bit colder out. So probably some stews, Ooh. which I really like with like dried fruit. I got these really amazing dried apricots from like some dried apricots from California that um, this one farm that I like really love. And uh, so I feel like braising like chicken with apricots is really nice or braising like um even like beef with apricots and paprika too it's really fun that's what i'll do i'll be there too um just send <laughs> i got you, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm got you. <laughs> michael the first time we met was actually through alex's lemonade stand in the city and in philly as well uh how are they doing uh do you love doing these kind of um philanthropic work with uh, these groups because they're doing such incredible yeah. you know work well, Alex's Lemonade Stand in particular, and my my good friend and mentor, Mark Betry, started the Great Chefs event, which was like probably one of the, I would say, I don't know this for sure, but it seems to me like probably the largest sort of benefactors for Alex's, which is um, uh, to raise money for research to fight childhood cancer. And yeah, I mean, it's, listen, I, I started participating before I had kids and I do have kids now and I think it has probably a different meaning for me as well and when you think about what it takes to hire a researcher or somebody that is like doing this it's like a very tangible thing right raise 
half a million dollars. That's X amount of people that can be working on this right now. So it means a lot to me and the Scots, um, Alex's parents, uh, are incredible people. And, you know, it was sort of the original chef's event that Mark still champions. So yeah, it's great to be part of it. And also, if you know what you get for Christmas, you also have a badass merchandise, which I love. The Laser Wolf t-shirts, the Federal Donuts, hoodie that yeah. <laughs> you have great merchandise, I have to say. We have great, we have really, really great merch. You're absolutely right. And uh yeah, yeah. you gotta get the federal, the federal sweatshirt that Adam Sandler wore um yeah. in uh the movie Hustle. That's the that's <laughs> the one. Yeah, it's a cookingsolo.com. It's worth yep. I, I I got the federal, I got that one, the federal t-shirts, and um uh and also the laser wolf t-shirt. I love it. The little wolf. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, I've got so much swag. That's all I wear. Basically. <laughs> hey, Michael, speaking of making you look good and making the group look good, uh, photographer Michael Persico, how did you guys link up? Because he does such a good job because your food is so vibrant and beautiful and it even yeah. enhances it. He's, uh, I mean, Mike and I met uh, years ago as friends and we've become really, really close um, kind of immediately. But yeah, he's incredible he's as good as it gets and he has shot all of our cookbooks and you know we've been really close friends for you know 10 years or something like that and he taught me how to surf and you know we got to travel in israel together and yeah he's incredible incredible i mean really really amazing stuff yeah um i want to thank you stopping by the good food fellas um it's the hoxton hotel get a room you try both restaurants you get a nap we come back for two. The other one, <laughs> yeah. Lady Wolf and KFAR. It's a 97 White Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. I I cannot wait to try it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get rooms. So I can nap two tonight. I need it. Yeah, Michael, he's gonna yeah. Do I, like crazy. So be ready. <laughs> I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready for. It. I'm honored. I'm honored. Uh, if he yeah, sends trails, that's me. Cause I have the uh, federal donuts. <laughs> yeah, I got you, bro. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you, Michael. Um, have a great holiday. Thank you very much for stopping by. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for having me, y'all. Have a great, great holiday, and I'll see you guys soon, all right? Definitely. Thank you. Thank you, Chef. Thank you, Thank you guys. Thank you, sir.